Hello. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you doing? Good, man. How's it going? I used to pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. No problem. It's going to yeah. be fun. Dude, you've been balling out for a while. I just wanted to say, you know, I got to, <laughs> I really respect your strength and making it up to this point. I mean, you're not that old. You're only 46, right? 46? 46 in May. 46, 46 in May. In May. So you're, you're doing so well. I got to say, you've been balling out for a long time. Um, and so I just wanted to start by giving a brief background. Uh, cool. This is uh, Matt Marcini. I hope I said that last name right. Um, <laughs> and uh, just wanted to run through some times I found online. Hopefully these are right. Um, but, you know, tracing back to uh, 2003, came out strong with uh, 2502 AK, the Virginia Beach Shamrock Sports Fest. Uh, followed it up in uh, April the same year with a 108.55 half at the uh, Nashville Country Music Half. You took first. Um, and then in October of that same year, you ran your uh, 221.25 at the Chicago Marathon, uh, which is awesome. I mean, super fast. And uh, I'm assuming that's where you got your Olympic trials qualifying time. Yes. That's yes. awesome. And uh, it says here you came away with 2,500 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know about the bonus uh, stuff until like that week, a couple of days before I was on the rail trail running and I ran into somebody, I forget who it was. It might've been Greg Caller or some other local guy. And he was like, I heard there's a bonus to like 2,535. I was like, what? Oh, I might be able to pay oh, for this. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> so it covered the trip and more. That's, I yeah. hope you treated yourself to something after that. <laughs> um, so that was pretty awesome. And then you came away with another fast time, uh, you know, after running at the Olympic trials, you ran, um, another marathon in 222, 17, yeah. you got first at, uh, the Scranton Steamtown marathon, another $2,000 apparently. Yeah. Uh, yeah. really bringing in the big bucks at this running gig. <laughs> um, and then in, uh, the next year in 2006, you ran a pretty wicked fast, uh, 10 miler at the, uh, Philly broad street, uh, mm -hmm. 49, 46 took, take an eighth place overall, which is very impressive. It's always a stacked field there. Um, and then uh, a little bit after that in 2008, you ran a 1506, the Glouch Gloucester, uh, here's a hero 5k on the road at, uh, eight, oh, yeah. 32 years yeah. old. And, uh, you know, since then there wasn't, there wasn't much else after that, that I saw on the site, but, um, as of late, uh, I know that you participated in the, uh, York road runners, uh, winter series. Yeah. Uh, and you know, you took some dubs over the young kids and showing <laughs> them the old man strength. Uh, you know, ran a 29.25 at the John Rudy Park five miler. Um, and then an, uh, another uh, Dowstown 10K in 38.19. So, I mean, obviously, you've been going strong for such a long time. And uh, just that's super cool. I got to admire that. And we'll get into uh, the sustainability of your running career mm -hmm. later. But uh, I just wanted to start by asking, how's, how's running going for you right now? And what, what are you training for? Are you training for anything in particular? Well, I was supposed to have a race over the weekend uh, in Jersey, and then uh, it was going to be Sunday morning. I think they still had it. Uh, but then, of course, you know, we got all this snow on Saturday and these freezing temperatures. And I'm just like, <laughs> I don't, I'm looking at I'm looking at my phone and looking at the weather and I'm seeing they're getting the snow and the ice after we are. And I'm looking at their temperatures. Down. I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to drive out there. I was going to take my son out there because this race had a, um, had a scholarship. For high schoolers, uh, yeah. like $100. Um, yeah, so I was like, 
hey, Max, and he's young, he's in eighth grade, but you know, he, he's doing pretty well. And like, is your son, hey, uh, Max? Max, yeah, Max. Okay, and, I saw him on some of the results of your races, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, it's like, hey, I'll take you out there to duke it out with these guys, you know. And uh, I grew up in South Jersey, uh, so I have a couple of friends that still live down there. So, I a lot of times when I go down there, I'll, uh, I'll reach out, have lunch with somebody or, or something mm. like that before, before heading home. But that got snowed out, obviously. So then I'm like, uh, what am I going to do now? So I looked, I was just looking at the calendars. There's not a whole lot out there. I saw there's, there's supposed to be a good 5k at Littlestown, mm, at the mm. high school, middle school. That's yeah. a possibility. And then, uh, my wife and I actually just got a beach house down in Delaware, uh, oh, by Bethany. Nice. Beach. Yeah. Oh, and that's awesome. Have, yeah. And they have a, um, uh, an Easter, I think they call it like a bunny festival or something, 5k uh there as well so my, my wife's like oh we're a whole family we're gonna run it and i'm like okay sure let's do it so those are the only two things i i was flirting around with the idea of doing the indoor masters championships uh which is going to be in new york it might be this weekend i don't know it's in march sometime um yeah. and i just thought eh, it's just I saw all your description, your your message you sent to me about balancing family time. That would be one of those things that just eh, a lot of the possible there. So it's like, oh well, some other time, some other year. Have you run a USATF races before? Yeah, I have. I went out um, actually. It would have been like a week or so after I turned forty. I flew out to San Diego. And I was there less than 24 hours. Oh my <laughs> god! Marathon championships because I had to come oh, back on Monday because <laughs> I'm a department uh, head or I was a department head at the time, and we had our post end of the year um, meeting, like all day meeting and stuff. And I really couldn't get out of it, and it was a per diem day, so I get paid like extra money for it, and it was like it's a good little payday. So I'm like, yeah, I'll just fly out, I'll do the race, I'll have a couple of beers, I'll fly home. <laughs> Oh my gosh. You know, the just a half, the half, half though. Yeah, it was a half marathon. That's, yeah, that's yeah. good because you did a round trip one day with the marathon. I mean, that would suck. Yeah. Like how your legs feel after a race and then having to travel right back. I mean, you didn't yeah. even really get to enjoy San Diego. I know. Well, and I, well, you ran around the city a lot. That's and true. I'm so <laughs> glad to take my wife because she would have finished and be like, we're moving. This place is beautiful. <laughs> it was. I'm like, yeah, but the prices of the house is a little higher than they are in your Pennsylvania, dear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, us York PA folks got to stick together, man. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I mean, you got to be, you got to be arguably the goat of your county. I mean, I don't know. I'm, There's some good ones. There is some good ones, but you got to be up there for sure. I mean, and I'm, and I'm an immigrant. I'm an immigrant to your county. I'm a Jersey boy. Oh, um, okay. Okay. Originally, and then I went to college in Michigan. I went to Eastern Michigan University. Yeah. And when I was at school, my parents retired. My brother went to York College and then they had retired and they were looking places to retire. They were looking down south. They were looking uh, Cape May and other places and I don't know, something about York County. I, I think they fell in love with how inexpensive it was <laughs> at the time. Yeah. And they had this gorgeous house like you're on top of a hill. You could see almost to the river. I get it. Um, but so, yeah, I, I wound up coming here just because York at the time was growing and you know they were everybody was building schools it seemed like mm. and um there were a lot of teaching jobs open so i'm like okay gotta start somewhere i didn't want to be back in michigan anymore and i didn't want to go to jersey really and I was just going, where am i gonna go so i just yeah so i ran up in york and here 22 years later i'm still here yeah 
um, you know, on the topic of you being a South Jersey OG, um, I, w- I would like to hear kind of your story of how you got into running and kind of um, where it all began, what got you into it. And uh, yeah, I, I didn't, I don't know where you went to high school or college, but didn't, I couldn't find anything online. So I'd be curious to hear <laughs> Good. Keep the secret. Kind of your running story. <laughs> well, I grew up in Millville, New Jersey, um, Thunderbolts. And uh, okay. So we, we used to do a lot of running, like on the playground, like we used to do like sprint races and stuff. And I was always good, but I wasn't great. And this is a true story. So eighth grade or seventh grade, seventh grade or eighth grade, I was playing midget league football and me and some buddies on my team decided we're going to go to the high school stadium, hop the fence and we're going to play on the high school field. Like this is going to be so fun. We're going to play a game, blah, blah, blah. And we all met there and stuff. And I, for some reason I walked, I don't know why I walked there. Um, I walked there and I met him and we're, we're playing ball and the cops roll in. And I'm like, oh, and I'm, I'm a kid and I'm thinking, I'm going to get arrested. I'm going to go to prison. You know, my parents are going to kill me. So I, I booked, went over the fence and I ran all the way home. And I went home. I, I swear to you, I ran home. I went right in the shower. I don't know why. <laughs> I, swear, I started taking the shower. And my dad, like, peeks in and goes, uh, some of your friends are here. And I'm like, okay, tell them to be out in a minute. And I came out and they're all laughing and they're like, no, the cops just told us to go away or whatever. Like, oh my here. gosh. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and so then after that, like, I remember um, we didn't have junior high programs back then. So, um, but we had the mile uh, in, in class and I ran something like, a, I think in eighth grade, it's something like a 530 or a 520 something. Ooh, like man, that's and, quick. Um, yeah. And, that, and that's when we were competitive in gym class. You know, kids weren't like, I don't want to put my clothes. <laughs> it can be now, you know, we used to, we used to duke it out. You know, there was some pride on the line there. And I remember my, the, the gym teacher was coach Shaughnessy and coach Shaughnessy was the girls coach. And he sent me up in my gym uniform. And that was back in the day where we wore the men's shorts. Oh so, yeah. Basketball like shorts. shorts all the way down. Oh, yeah. John Stockton specials. He's, he's <laughs> sitting right up to coach Corson's room and I'm on my show. I'm like, Oh, and I'm walking through the hall. Way, and the kids are like laughing at me. I'm like, shut up. And I go <laughs> and he's like, Hey Matt, Marcini, I know you. Cause my, I had an older brother that ran cross country. He's like, yeah, let's sign you up and sign. And then, you know, kind of the rest was history. I got the running bug. I was a swimmer before that. Um, for a lot of years, um, went the States. I, I swam my freshman and sophomore year. We went to States. I, we had a pretty good relay team, uh, that I was a lead on guy, lead off guy for, uh, four by one. I think we finished like eighth or ninth maybe in the state of Jersey. We had, we had a That's pretty awesome. Decent team. Yeah. We, we okay. Um, and then I kind of made that transition. I got in more and more into running. And in my senior year, the number one high school runner in the country was a guy named Bob Kano, who, if you know your running history, it's from Kip Kano's son. And uh, I remember the first invite um, at the infamous Homedale uh, cross country course in uh, Northern New Jersey which in South for South Jersey people, anything above like Philadelphia is North Jersey. So, mm-hmm. so we go up there and it's, and I remember Bob Kano, I was like, okay, Bob Kano, Bob Kano. And our team wasn't all that good. Um, so I was like, and I was a good runner. I was kind of like known as the runner mm. in high school. And I'm like, I'm going after Bob Kano. And uh, he went out and I took, and I went, hung on and I was latched on him for probably half the race. And then I died. 
<laughs> <laughs> I died. I was crawling home, but I still finished. I think like in the top ten of whatever that was is. Was it a mile or a two mile? And it was five k. Oh, 5K. oh, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, cross country. And, yeah, cross country, cross country. Okay. Yeah. And you know, I just high school. I kind of just like duked it out. I was very, very, very raw. Um, and you know, I had some. I had good coaches. They they were good, like mentors, good leaders. Um, maybe not sophisticated runner types, you know. Um, yeah. But it was good for me. And then I I started getting recruited my senior year, and uh, I'll never forget. I got a, a my coach would he had his prep period at the end of the day, and I had a math class, and he would occasionally stop by and give me letters, recruiting letters, maybe like once a week. And I get this letter, and it had this handwriting on it. What the hell is that? Is this <laughs> something. And I saw Eastern Michigan University and it was like a regular envelope, but it was like, it had to be an inch thick packed with oh my. pamphlets and results. And I'm like, what is this? And I'm reading through, well, they had just won. Um, it was the last year they did indoor four by 800 meters. Uh, they had just won the national championships for that. Um, my buddy and I, I think right around the time I got that letter, we watched the NCAA indoors and they had three guys in the final for the men's 800. They had another guy in the final for the mile, uh, good guy, Paul McMullen. Um, and I'm like, this school is pretty good. And I started looking up and they got this other guy, Dominic Middleton from England. He was like a 1349 indoor uh, 5k guy. I'm like, okay, I think I'm going to put this school near the top of my list. And, you know, I, they had like a card, an index card <laughs> that you just kind of like, you know, wrote your info on. I sent it in and uh, the <laughs> oh assistant coach, Brad Fairchild, <laughs> he called me up like maybe a week or so later. Oh, it is great. Let's touch base. Let's blah, 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 blah. And I think I visited there uh, like a week or so before the end of the school year, like in June. And then uh, <clears throat> I remember on the drive home, my dad's like, ah, oh, what do you think? I said, I think I want to go. I think I want to go to Easter. I like this place. It seems cool. Coach Parks, old guy, old school, you know, kind of guy. And I, I just, I, you know, just really gelled with that whole uh, a very blue collar mentality. And I'm like, yeah, I like this. I like this. Mm. That's cool. So how was your college career then uh, with uh, Eastern Michigan? I did well in cross country. Uh, track seemed like for whatever reason, I was always injured. Mm. <laughs> and I, and I've, that's kind of been sort of like a, a, a curse of mine. I, when I'm healthy, and I'm fit and I've gotten, you know, a couple months of solid training there. I, I feel confident I can do as, as well as I set my goals to be. Uh, but then like, you know, if I get the injury bug, it's like, and anyone that's had the injury bug, I feel terrible. I see like a guy like Odell Beckham Jr. in the Super Bowl, you know, wrecking his knee that he already had surgically prepared. I'm like, oh, I know, I know what that feels like. I know what it's like to get a stress fracture and you're running good. And then like three yeah. weeks later, there it is again. It's like, oh, I know how frustrating that is. Uh, so that was me kind of in college. Uh, that was pre, pre uh, foam roller days, uh, <laughs> stretching strap days, um, and all the other recovery, great recovery tools that we have today that I use like nonstop and I get for Christmas and, and birthdays and Father's Days and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. In terms of like maintenance work, did you do anything in college and in your time? <laughs> Nothing really. We had, a, we had an ice tub. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Yeah. In, in the training room that we would go into and, uh -huh. and periodically I had a roommate, Ben named Ben Reese, very good 1500 meter runner, like 340 guy. 
Mm. Um, oh my gosh. But he was, he was a bit incorrigible. So we would be getting into it and we would get out and there'd be like one or two guys there. And, you know, the whirlpool's going. So he would grab uh, one of the, the dish soaps there and go, and all, all the soap and the trainers would kick us out for like a week. And we wouldn't be able to use the ice tubs. So it was, it was periodic. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, that's pretty great though. But we had fun. We had a hell of a lot of fun there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on the topics of injury, like, was there anything that really took you out for a while and like, how did you overcome it? Um, I never had anything that was like surgery kind of stuff, stress fractures, some, some stress fractures in the shins, but never anything like super serious. I think probably when I was later, you know, post collegiately, um, when I got over 30 and hamstring stuff, I, I, I think I like tore a hamstring one time. I won the Turkey trot one year. Mm, I thought mm. my hamstring tear at two miles. Oh I, gosh. Oh, was it worth the glory? Oh. <laughs> yeah, and I, I wound up winning and I ran out like 1530 or something. And I remember a guy, I knew this guy was a fish, like, you must be real happy. I'm like, no, I'm not. I uh, did something I wasn't supposed to do here. And it was like, I remember it was like 12 weeks or something before I could really like start. And that was still even then before uh foam rollers. <laughs> mm. You know, once I remember that's crazy to me. Yeah, and I remember having hamstring issues like for a while, and then I got a, a, a foam roller. The one time I bought it at Target, I still have this one. It's actually over in the other room. And uh, my son has two. When he was, I, I occasionally show it to him. When he was like two years old, he would take a big. When he was teething, <laughs> take a big, two big chunks still bitten out of it. I said, "You see what you did in my foam roll?" <laughs> but uh, I remember I had my hamstring was bugging me. I was walking around Target getting something I'm like, "I'm gonna try one of those foam rollers out." And I bought it. And then like literally by Monday, I'm like, I feel great. This is the greatest thing I've ever had in my life. This is wonderful. <laughs> Man, such a simple recovery tool. Like uh, it's crazy that they didn't, uh, they weren't around then or encouraged or anything like that. If I go. I don't know. We're breaking up. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we're good now. We're good now. Cool. 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 <laughs> Could be my Wi-Fi. It's wonky. Reminded me of. Uh, it's reminded me of school when I'm going to do remote learning. <laughs> oh my gosh! Seriously. What actually? On that topic, what is your full-time job? What do you, What do you kind of? I am. A, I'm an eighth-grade teacher of uh, social studies at Eastern oh. York. Eastern cool. York Middle School. Hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. I, did you ever take up coaching for that for the team there? Or? In my first couple of years, I was doing um, doing varsity and junior high track, mm. and then I stepped away when uh, I started making a real push for the Olympic trials. Uh, and actually, my wife wound up coaching after me, and I, I was originally going to go back to it, but then she was like, "No, I like it. This is fun. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fine, whatever." Because <laughs> I. I don't know if you ever ran. You're a York County guy. I don't know if you ever did a, a, a meet at uh, at Eastern's track or not. Um, I think so. I think so. I've been down there because I and I, I've timed as well there at meets. And that wind comes off of San Luis Hill. It comes blowing down on that track. And I swear, there's days when you say, "Okay, it's 45 out there." Then you go out there and it's 45 and it feels like 30. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Shiver in there with your watch or whatever. It's like, oh, this is terrible. 
Uh, so outside I, I of this, all the coaching actually, uh, that's, and that's one of the things I always look back to, like, you know, I could probably always, even in retirement, you know, get into coaching wherever I'm at, whether I'm here in York or, or my wife and I wind up retiring in Delaware or hmm. wherever we wind up going. Yeah. So those two years were like the only years you really did coaching. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was going to ask if, if you had done any other coaching outside of that or um, if you want to in the future. I would actually like to my, my son's team uh, central. I would love to volunteer and, and just, you know, be a guy helping out. Uh, but I don't want to like, you know, impose myself and, mm. and, you know, make them think I want to be another, another cook in the kitchen kind of thing. Like just, Oh, Hey, I, yeah. can, help, I can help pace the young guys or, or whatever. And, and part I know, I know a couple months ago, central was looking at getting a coach. So yeah, they seem like they have things pretty set now. Yeah, um, they probably do. Yeah, um, and it seems pretty. And I and they're very nice. They're super nice people, and like they invite Max out uh, their their winter runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he was running with the high school kids, which he you know he thought was super cool. He was running with like the juniors and seniors, and like, okay, just don't try to get too big, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So we got your origin story. That's, that's always a must. Um, did you out outside of college, did you have a coach or did you kind of coach yourself? To did, yeah, pretty much just coaching myself. I have on occasion, uh, sought, uh, informa- information. So after I ran on the Olympic trials, I remember I reached out to, uh, Steve Spence at Shippensburg and we had a friend in common, um, and uh, I said, hey, if I sent you like my training log, could you look at it and tell me like everything that I'm doing wrong <laughs> kind of thing? And he was super gracious, like, yeah, send it, go ahead. And, and, you know, I, you know, was pre, you know, the days of, you know, Strava and all that kind of stuff. So it was like, it was literally like a staple <laughs> paper thing. And I got like, you know, some, some priority mail and shipped it to him and, you know, like a couple of days later, he or a week or so later, he sent it back and he had some good advice in there, some stuff like, okay, I never thought of that. That's pretty good. That makes sense, sort of thing. Um, yeah. And then I, I knew as well, like I had some college teammates that ran for the Hansons program. Uh, so from, you know, being in touch with them, I kind of knew some of the stuff that they did. So I, I did kind of more or less sort of piece it together myself, but I did not have a okay. formal. Okay. And, and did that stay true till, till now? Like you've always kind of coached yourself or still till now. Yeah. <laughs> That's very impressive. That's very impressive that you coached yourself to an Olympic trials qualifier. Like yeah, I mean, you, obvi- you obviously had some talent there because I mean, trying to coach yourself is, can be difficult, but you must've had decent coaching in high school to know how to somewhat generate a plan. Yeah, I, uh, I think my college coach, we had an official that used to come to our meets, this guy, Kermit Ambrose, who was like in his 90s. And uh, he was kind of like a legend in the Michigan running coaching world. And uh, I think Kermit's uh, famous quote was, the person, who's co- person who coaches himself is being coached by a fool. <laughs> and, and there is something to be said for that. I think there's, there's some truth in that. I, it probably would have benefited me, you know, if I had somebody you know, but I didn't really have anybody. Occasionally I, you know, reached out to people, but, mm. um, but no, no, no formal coach, no formal coach. Okay. I, w- I would love to talk about your Chicago marathon where you qualify for the trials. Is there, I mean, so what, 
if you can recall, what did, what did your training look like for the Chicago marathon in terms of, you know, how many workouts you were doing every week, long runs, um, you know, weekly mileage, like what did you peak at? So I'd love to hear about that. Well, mileage would be estimates. This is again, pre, pre Garmin, pre chorus, mm. you know, GPS days, but I always estimated my mileage to be somewhere between 115 and 120 a week. Ooh, that's you know, a big mileage. It, it was. And and there's a lot of two a days. So like my day during the week would be, I wake up at like 5 a.m. I'd put in like five or so miles. Uh, we had, my wife and I had a, um, a townhouse right downtown, uh, right off the rail trail. And so it was like, boom, jump on the rail trail out and back. It was easy, flat. It was nice. And then I typically did like 11 or 12 or so when I got home. Um, Saturday and Sunday were my just ter- hard, 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 hard days. So like Saturday, a lot of times I, I wound up doing a track workout, like mile repeats or K repeats. Um, and then when I was done my workout, <clears throat> I would then in the later in the afternoon, go out for like another eight mile, just, you know, shakeout run. And then I would do my long run on Sunday, like about 20. So I, t- I tried to usually get in about 40 miles on Saturday, Sunday. Estimated. Wow. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. And is that just because of your teaching that it made most sense to kind of, yeah, it, it made more sense to get the quality done on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still kind of do that now. Saturday and Sunday is usually when I try to get the real, the real good stuff in uh, just cause you have a little more time to recover and you're not like rushing from here to there. Yeah. Would you, would you kind of take your long runs hard coming off of a workout the day before? <laughs> I did. That I sounds did. intense. <laughs> that sounds like a recipe for injury right there. <laughs> yeah. Probably was because uh, <laughs> I had a loop at uh, Lake Redmond, Lake Williams that I would do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. About nine miles. And I would run that like twice. And I usually add it on. At the That's hilly too. Yes, yes. And it, like, when I would get through that first loop, I would get my split. And I'm like, okay, I got to come. It's just this mental stupid thing <laughs> where having a coach would probably would have helped. And I'm like, okay, I have to run faster. And then you know, <laughs> do that this week, you know, and then the next week you come back and you're like, well, I did it. I came back in 55 minutes and I have to come back in 54 minutes, you know, oh <laughs> you know, before you know it, like, if I'm not breaking 50 minutes, that second lap, man. <laughs> and it's not true. Of course, I would have been way better than just like, Hey, just relax, enjoy the run, mm-hmm. you know, get some time on your legs. Eh, I'm going to hammer it because it's <laughs> Sunday and this is long run day. This is what we do. So did you, so you would do a workout and then a long run kind of back to back every week. And then the, the, the weekdays would just kind of be like easier mileage, just time on feet. Yep. That's definitely like, like not (laughs) traditional looking like to compared to how people kind of train now where they separate their workouts out kind of by a couple of days or so. Right. But right. so that's very interesting to me. And I did change it up after that. Like uh, I remember Steve Spence told me like, you need to have a midweek long run. And you probably need to do not so much track stuff. Like you should probably do some like tempo runs. And I'm like, mm. yeah, that's true. I do like doing that. Like, and I would occasionally put those workouts in. They weren't always track workouts. Mm. Yeah, I should, and I did see progress when I did that. And I think like right near the end of my marathoning, you know, career, competitive career, I was like, it was either a midweek long run of like 17 or so, 18, or it was a tempo run, um, eight to 10 miles. Mm. Um, and then the weekend I would, I would um, hit the longer run. And then I remember progressing like Saturdays would be, you know, like a 12 and 
maybe like an eight mile run, like do a couple runs. Yeah. Just volume on. That was, that was the big thing. Like I remember when I first started doing marathon training, like this is easy. Cause in college we used to do like workouts all the time. It seemed like mm-hmm. it was every other day. We're like, we're going somewhere doing repeats, doing something this, going up these hills. I'm like, Oh, I'm just relaxing. I'm just running. I'm just putting some miles on my legs. These are, this is great. <laughs> did you always kind of feel like you thrived yeah. off higher mileage? I mean, going back to college, did you kind of do higher mileage weeks there? And Not really. Um, I mean, higher than I did in high school, but when I started doing the higher mile I started doing like the hundred mile weeks, uh, post collegiately, I was like, you do see results. Mm-hmm. I have to say that. And if you can stay healthy and do all that, I mean, you, you do, you do see the results. Now I do remember though, training for that, that 10 miler, the broad street run that I broke 50 in. Um, mm-hmm. I had another year where I ran 50 O there and I had one, um, the uh, country music half marathon. I want to say I won that country music like one weekend and then Philadelphia was like the next weekend or maybe two weekends after. I can't remember, but I remember, um, I cut back my mileage. I wasn't doing a lot of double days. I remember it was like, I thought my miles was somewhere in the eighties. And I remember thinking like, I, f- I feel good. Like, I don't feel as beat up. Like I feel like, you know, loosey goosey, like this feels really good. So, you know, if, if I could go back in a time machine kind of thing, I'd probably tell myself back off the back off the miles so much and the volume quite as much and, mm. you know, space it out maybe a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy how much volume speaks to improvement. Like, if you can just handle the higher mileage, it can do wonders. But me personally, I it might take me a while to get anywhere near a hundred a week just because how injury prone I am. Yeah, and I and I would honestly, I would advise you or any other younger uh, runner, like I would almost like throw away the mileage totals and just like you know, mm-hmm. you have your long run, you have maybe your, your midweek long run or your tempo run, and then everything else you're just kind of filling in the space and. You know, don't don't worry about because I used to get like, oh, but I only did nine. Oh my God. You know, why didn't I do eleven? And if I did eleven, oh, why didn't I do twelve? Oh, yeah, I suck. And and that you have to kind of get off of that the head mm-hmm. games mm-hmm. is really that line that wound up becoming. Yeah. So going back to the Chicago marathon, um, mm-hmm. you know, at what point did you know that you had it, you know, you had a shot at qualifying for the Olympic trials, you know, was there a moment in time where you could like, my fitness is there. Like, I, I think I can yeah. do this. Well, I, I ran it to the two years prior to that. I also run Chicago. I, I think the first year I did it, I really didn't even train that intensely. I, and I don't even think, remember doing many track workouts. I ran like 228. Um, yeah. And I came back the next year. I remember I was disappointed and I ran like a 226. Um, I was like, ah, I, I could have done better than that. And then that's when I won country music in the spring. So I'm not going to do a marathon. Okay. In the spring. Uh, I'm going to do a half marathon. And then I did that 10 mile as well. And then when I won country music, I was like, okay, I, I can do this. Um, mm. because they had the marathon and the half marathon starting together. And I was running with, uh, I mean, there was a bunch of runners from Columbia and from Kenya. And I was running with them like the whole time and Man, uh, awesome. lead and trading off leads and um and it was a hilly course it was a really mm. hilly course. Mm. and uh i was like okay like i had a real shot of, of of confidence after that race um and i i and a funny story with that so i finish and i win and the race people come up to me and they give me like a uh an executive vip pass thing for like all this like behind the behind the scenes stuff 
because um, they at the Nashville hockey team, I forget what their what their team is, the oh, uh, the Sabers. Anyway, whoever they are, that's where the reward ceremony was going to be. And they're going to have me on stage because they have a big country music concert. I'm like, oh, this is cool. And I said, well, my fiance's here. You know, she's route running. They're like, oh, we'll give you one for her too. I'm like, cool, great. So everybody finishes finishing up. And I remember I'm sitting in like the the VIP area at the finish line. And I'm, they have food and stuff. And I'm, and I'm sitting with these guys. I don't know who they are. And they're talking to me about running. And I'm like, oh, they're like, oh do you run a lot? Do you run a lot of fun? Who are these guys that they're asking all these dumb questions and a couple minutes go by they get up and leave and they're holding the finish line tape for the marathoners and i'm like oh i'm thinking they must be like some sponsors or you know some execs or whatever and then we go to the concert to do the awards it's diamond rio it's the country music band that's headlining the concert um, mm-hmm. which and I'm not a country music guy. So I had no idea who they were, but then I found out later it was Diamond Rio and, and like people I knew who were country. Like, you were hanging out with Diamond Rio? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know, Diamond Rio, no big deal. Just chilling out, having a Coke. <laughs> That's awesome, man. VIP, let's go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay. So the race itself, is there, is there anything in particular that you remember from the Chicago Marathon? It was um, freezing. Oh, for freezing. Chicago. I'm sorry, Chicago. I thought we were talking about we're at the Olympic trials yet. Sorry. No, Chicago. We'll, was, we'll go to that next. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So Chicago was great. The weather was perfect. Um, started off and it was, there were a lot of guys. That was the race that seemed like everybody in the country had gone to, gone to, to, uh, to get their qualifier. And uh, I was up, first time I was up in the elite um, field entry there. I wasn't like back in one of the other corrals. Uh, and having to run through, you know, a bunch of old ladies to get my way out to the front and then to run by myself, uh, which is what it had happened the two previous years. So I was up in their front. We got into a pack like almost right away. And my college teammate was a guy named Clint Varon. Um, and he had just, he had run for the Hansons program. Uh, and he uh, had just run, there was like a world championship team competition that year for the marathon. And he was on the U.S. team for that. And he was there just pacing. The Hanson guys were, were pacing. So it was like college. It was like, it was like, you couldn't have written the script any better. So like two, three miles in till I think mile 16 or 17, Clint, myself, and then like six or seven other guys, we're just all running together. And we're, he and I are talking the whole time, you know, <laughs> it was, it was like we're back in Ypsilanti, you know, Ann Arbor, just doing out, out on one of our, you know, regular training runs. And it was like, yes, this is great. And, you know, after he came, broke off, we had a nice pack and I was thinking, all right, everybody, let's just stay together. Let's just stay together to 20. And, Clint, and that's what Clinton was telling. He's like, everybody just, you guys just stay together to 20. You're good. You know, and then you can, you know, gut check time after that. And I'm like, yes, that's exactly right. Let's, let's just all stay together. Guys start making moves. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, Oh, just all <laughs> oh, we take turns, whatever you want to do. Let's all just, and things started, you know, getting all spread apart and guys were falling back and guys were going forward and I remember it was kind of crazy, but I was on time and I was, you know, I was you know, getting my splits, obviously every mile. And I'm like, okay, I'm good. And then I think I got to like mile 23 and I ran like a 528 or something like that. I was off pace. I'm like, crap. I said, all right. And I, and I had run enough marathons by that point that I knew the bear, he doesn't jump on your back. He slowly gets on your back. And, and I'm yeah. like, all right, I'm gonna accelerate this next mile. Let's go. Let's go. And I felt like I had really picked it up. And I'm like, okay, this is probably 520, 522 at this level, like 532. I'm like, 
crap, here it comes. <laughs> like, I'm like three miles out. I'm like, okay, just breathe, get, you know, get some water, get some gear, just breathe, form, you know, just keep your arms moving. And I think at 24, I, I kind of estimated like, all right, as long as I don't run like 13 minutes or, or 12, 45, I forget what the split I had would have had the run. I would have been over 222. Mm, uh, mm. It's the standard qualifier. I'm like, as long as I don't do that, as long as I don't totally die, I'm good. And you know, my next mile split, I was okay. And then I was looking, I was in the 26th mile and I'm like coming and I'm like, all right, and I'm, I'm feeling it at this point, but I'm like, where's this mile marker? Where is this mile marker? I'm like, where is it? And it's never, I'm like looking at my watch. I'm at five minutes. I don't, I don't see it. And then all of a sudden, Oh, here's the turn. And because there's a ton of people now, because you're getting close to the finish. And as soon as you, I turned, there was a 26 mile mark, like right there. And then like, you know, the point last point two was like dead straight ahead. I'm like, hit the switch. Like, okay, that's good. Look <laughs> at home. And then like, you know, at hundred meters left, I looked and I realized, Oh, I, unless somebody shoots me, I totally got this. And that was like, the best last hundred, hundred yards, hundred meters of, of pretty much any race I ever ran before. Man, really nice. that's awesome. I mean, when you came across the line, that must have been a great really feeling good. knowing that you made it into the Olympic trials. Had that been a dream of yours um, for a while, kind of? For a couple of years there, yeah. Because when I went to Chicago the first time and I ran like two twenty eight, I'm like, I can do this. And then mm. <clears throat> somewhere right after that, uh, I remember. Um, well, I remember after I got done running that first year in Chicago, um, after the skaters uh, were praising me because when I, I made through the shoot area there and I was like 40th or something that first year I ran Chicago. And it wasn't the shoot area, that big, you know, little mini city that you go through with a big marathon like Chicago. There weren't many people and there was a beer truck for Goose Island beer. And uh, I said, are you guys giving away beer? And they're like, yeah, would you like one? You're our first customer today. And I'm like, <laughs> All right, let's do it. And I remember my dad came out with me. So I, I walked out of the shoot area and I had my little aluminum, you know, blanket and a beer. And these these skater kids were skating around like, dude, did you just run the marathon? I'm like, yeah. And like, hey, you're drinking a beer? I'm like, <laughs> I said, I just ran a marathon. I think I've earned one. Like, That's awesome. And they're like, I thought you were drinking a beer. You just ran a marathon. It was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> But yeah, it was, it was really cool. Um, my wife, who was my, uh, wasn't yet my fiance. She would become my fiance the next weekend, actually. Oh, uh, wow. yeah. We went to Philly awesome. and, and that's when I proposed, but, um, yeah, she was there for that. So that was, that was a big moment, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like realizing the goal kind of thing. I actually did this, <laughs> you know, so yeah. that was, it was a really cool, surreal moment. Yeah. What'd you, what'd you treat yourself to after that marathon? I, I usually go out for Mexican. Okay. I like something about Mexican food mm. with a lot of hot sauce after oh, a hundred. Yeah. Really just brings it all together. <laughs> that sounds fantastic. Yeah. That sounds great. Maybe not for my stomach after a marathon, but maybe yours can <laughs> handle it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. I would like to talk about the Olympic trials then. Um, yeah. So that was, a year later, I guess, uh, roughly. It was a couple months later, actually. Oh, it was I, a couple of months. Oh, yeah, man. it was in February. So uh, Chicago. Oh, it was right at the beginning of the next year. I see. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, it was a, it was kind of a quick turnaround. Yeah. So, uh, how was that race then for you? 
Um, you know, what was that experience like? <laughs> it was a very cool experience. Um, there was just one hotel that we all stayed at, this small, old, uh, historic hotel in Birmingham, uh, Alabama. And it was super cool. And it was really weird because you'd see these guys in magazines, their pictures in magazines, you can see them on television racing. And you're getting in the elevator with them, uh, you know, and that kind of thing. And you're in the the uh, the room where, you know, they have all the, the goodies and treats and computer mm -hmm. access and all that stuff. And they're, you know, you're just walking around with them, you know, you're just another one of the guys running in the race. Uh, so that was, that was kind of cool. Uh, mm. But most people were really down the earth and super cool. Um, the only, the only person I remember that I thought was intimidating a little bit was Med. I was uh, going to ask if you met him. I didn't meet him because oh. he had like the entourage, his family entourage, you know, he had like, I mean, you could bring family along like uh, and get extra rooms. And he, I swear he had like a dozen, dozen people with him. Oh, so he had man. like his entourage, like the entire time. Yeah. And so there was nothing like that. Um, Chief Dowling was there who ran for your Catholic uh, okay. the day. He was there. Um, he was running in DC, the DC area, Alexandria area, uh, which I think he still lives in that area right now. Um, and then a couple guys that I knew from college, actually two other guys that I ran in college with Mike Franco uh, and Clint Barron were both Hanson runners. Uh, so there's you know, three Eastern Michigan alumni guys that were in that race, which was, which was pretty cool. Um, I, Alan Culpepper, who wound up winning. Yeah, yeah. And I always, for, you know, it's weird. Like you see him like on TV, you see the magazine. Now, this guy's probably a pretty cool guy. Um, and they had a room set up for, for massage. They had like a school massage and they had like four or five massage therapists there like most of the day. And you mm. can just go over and sign up for, you know, 15 minutes. You could sign up for a whole hour, whatever it is that you wanted. And I remember I signed up for whatever, like a 15 or 20 minute massage or something when I, one day. And I came down and he had just left um, and I was getting, I was getting worked on or whatever. And he left his wallet in, in the massage oh room and coming down and he seemed like so socially awkward. <laughs> it was so weird. I'm like, Oh my God, that's why he's like, oh, my, my wallet, my wallet. I'm like, I said, and I said, well, ask the guy who's in charge if he, and the wallet apparently was like right where he had left it. He had left like, you know, 10 minutes before, but he was like, and he got, he had his wallet and he was like holding with both hands. He's <laughs> and he, he, he was all flustered. And I'm just like, and I should have said like, oh, hey, he's another human being just like you, you know, got his faults and his flaws and he's, you know, he's got his idiosyncrasies, but you know, you, you put people at yeah. such a level and then when you see them acting like a normal human being you're like that's weird <laughs> yeah and the other one interaction i had which wasn't weird until like a year or two later we had a pre-race meeting and i um they had us in this room and i just sat down and eddie uh eddie hellebuck uh sat next to me who was this guy who was like a master's run he was like four years old and he's running like 212 marathons my gosh uh and found out like a year or two later he was he was doping like crazy oh man and, and i'm sitting next to him and then he you know we small talk chatting he seemed like a nice guy and then 
you know, two years later or whatever it was, like it all like came out. I'm like, oh, that's how your PR <laughs> is at. Yeah, really. Whatever it is. Hmm. <laughs> Man, I mean, hey, Kira D'Amato ran at yeah. Houston. Did you see that one? She ran like 220 yeah. something for the American record. So it's doable. And she was oh, it 40. Is. It is. 40, 41 or something. Yeah. Mother. It is. Yeah, it is for sure. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's one of those. And I remember he was all worked up like. I guess people were getting the sense that the weather might not be fantastic. And there was this thing of, well, if you have the first three guys and if they don't have the Olympic qualifiers, are they going to go to the next guys or do they have to, Mm -hmm. what there was talk of like what marathon everyone was already talking about what marathon they were going to run after this one. If they qualify, they don't have the qualifying time. Everyone was talking about the flying pig marathon in Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, okay, guys, like qualify first and then maybe worry about that. But yeah, I remember yeah. he was all worked up because he already had the time and he wanted to be just, you know, selected. And if someone doesn't have the time now, you know, they're not on the team kind of thing. And I remember him, he was upset and he was like trying to talk to the one USATF official. And I was like, dude, pump the brakes. Just, you know, show up on the finish start line and finish in the top three. And then you don't have to worry about it. But, yeah. You said Meb was intimidating? Just because of his entourage. Okay. Like, okay. You just couldn't get close to the guy. Yeah. It was, so that was, I mean, he himself wasn't, I guess, but it was, it was his mm-hmm. big aura, his big crowd. Yeah. Cause I, I've heard like, he's a really nice guy. So I was. And I think he probably is. And I have to say everyone I met there and, and have interacted with at there was, everyone was super nice, super duper nice. Mm. So you said it was freezing for the race. Yeah. When we got there, I think it was like, it was probably like it was today in New York. It was like 60 degrees. Okay. And the next day it was like in the 50s again. I'm like, all right, this is going to be nice. And then race morning, it was windy as heck. And just like, I want to say it was probably low 30s. Mm-hmm. And you, the way they had the course, they had us outside of Birmingham. And they had us run in the Birmingham on like, kind of like this big major like avenue, like, you know, four lanes kind of thing. And they had the whole thing shut down for us. And the wind was like hit us, hitting us in the face the whole way into Birmingham. And my strategy going in was there's going to be a bunch of guys and they're going to like all go out with the, you know, the meds and the call peppers, and then they're going to die. And I'm going to pick them up when we get into Birmingham. Cause then when we got into Birmingham, they had us run like this, almost like a five mile loop that they wanted mm-hmm. to run laps of uh, for, for the spectators. But by the time I got into downtown, Are we cutting out for a sec? Hold on. <laughs> oh, we back? Maybe? Oh, we're good. Now I can hear you. Can you hear me now? Yeah. yeah, the coach, yeah. I was running with the, who, the guy who's now the coach for the Northern Arizona uh, Hoka elite guys. Oh, okay. Rosario. I forget. Oh, I know it's a good Italian. Ben, ben Rosario, I think, maybe. Could be it. Yeah. Yeah. The Hoka, the Hoka Northern Arizona team or whatever he's their he's their coach now but he and i were running together and another guy it was maybe like four of us five of us at the most and we're just getting hit with the oh, wind and i got oh, the halfway man. and i'm like you know you get to a half halfway point of a marathon you know it's either half full or it's half empty <laughs> that day it was just about empty i was, uh-huh. I, was beat. I just felt like just wind beaten i'm like just get me out of here and i yeah. and I, I think there was over 20 of us that dropped out that day uh mm. unfortunately it was just 
it just wound up not being a good day to run at all. Yeah, it just sounds like horrible conditions. And they were guys that did finish that looked like they were just in a world of pain. Yeah. (laughs) Going across, my one teammate, Mike Franco, was – I mean, he used to do this thing when he would run in college. Like you knew when he was like done, he would run and his head would drift to the side and then it would drift to the other side. And I saw him with like a half mile left and it's going, <laughs> and his eyes are like all bulging out. I'm like, Oh, Franco, I hope you're okay. Man. <laughs> and, and that's the way guys look. I think Keith, Keith Dowling, I think had to stop a bunch of times and like rub his calves. Yeah. It, it was, a, it was a pretty rough day. It was, a pretty was rough training day. going well for you going into the race and were you thinking of really going hard on i mean i know for some people it's like they made it there and they don't feel a need to like really go crazy because they already made it there and that was what was important to them but i didn't want to be a guy that was just happy to be there Mm. i I did want to go there and 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 make my mark and uh you know land some shots you know kind of thing um so yeah, I was disappointed with that, but I, I was fit going into it. I remember, um, one workout I did a few weeks ahead of time. Uh, I did, I was doing workouts at FNM's indoor track. Nice. Yeah. And I did, um, six mile repeats. And I remember when I got there, like it's, it's like an auxiliary gym. So people can like shoot hoops and stuff like that. And that's all like in lane one, but they had at the time <clears throat> they had a chart on the wall and it would tell you how many laps each lane was for a mile. And one of their out, outside lanes, like lane six or whatever, it was like seven laps or something like that to a mile. So I'm like, mm. I couldn't run on the inside lane. These guys are all playing basketball and stuff. So I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to run lane six or whatever. And I'm running through the first repeat. I'm like 448. I'm like, ooh, that's oh, fast. Man. They're like, 447. I'm like, ooh, that's fast. And I'm like, 449. Oh, they're all like under 450. And I, there was, I was going to the last one and there was just one like, look like father and son shooting hoops. And I went to him, I said, listen, I have one more repeat to do. I said, I've been doing it in the outside lane and I swear the times are wrong. I said, do you mind? Just give me like five minutes. He's like, yeah, 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 no problem. Go ahead. I hit it. I ran like a 448 or a four, whatever it was. Like, <laughs> the rest of them, I'm like, man, I'm fit. Yeah, uh, that's crazy. Oh fit. my gosh. Yeah, I felt like I was fit, but it, you know, you that's the one frustrating thing about training for a marathon. You could go four months, everything's working but that sunday morning or whatever it is if you know stuff is not lined up right the weather and that kind of thing stuff that's outside of your control yeah really not a whole lot you can do unfortunately man that's tough and and like it's not like you can just go and do another one the next week or something i mean i mean you could but you won't when i won steamtown actually (laughs) really yeah because the weekend the week before that i went out to minneapolis it was the u.s um, marathon championships. Okay. And, uh, I would, and that's, that was probably the race, the season. I probably felt like I was in my best shape ever. And I was looking to go like 216, 217. Like I was really ready to rip it. And I felt like I was fit and ready to go. Mm-hmm. And Minneapolis is twin cities marathon. Usually you look at all the weather. It's, it's like perfect marathon and weather. Well, it was hot. <laughs> it was hot. Oh, man. It was humid. And, I went out with the leaders and I was hammering it. And I, at some point, just like, you know, gas ran out. I remember jogging, feeling like I was jogging the last two miles. And I was still like, I think I was still under 109 for the half when I dropped out. Um, wow. And then um, my wife had signed up for the Steamtown Marathon the week before, and I was not going to run it. And I did, I think I took like Monday and Tuesday off 
that week and I, I ran Wednesday and then Thursday. I said, I feel kind of good. Um, <laughs> went out for a run. I'm like, let me just do some accelerations, do like a little kind of, just see. And I felt good. And I'm like, Ooh. and I started thinking about it. My mind was going back and forth. And then I showed up at, at Steamtown with my wife and I went into, you know, the path to pick up there. I said, is it too late to like register like as elite and all that stuff? They're like, Oh no. And told them who they, who I was and they gave me a number. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, I did just yeah, literally the day before, less than 24 hours before, signed up and Man. Uh, ran in that and won. That's crazy. Yeah, that was weird. And that was weird because and I remember because um the race director was friends with I don't know if you know Greg Caller, uh, who's one of those York County goat runners. And okay. uh, I I was coming in in the finish, I was like in the last mile, and the race director hangs his head out the van, he goes. I was talking to Greg Collar last night about you. He said you were legitimate. I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Man. I I don't man, that sounds rough, but <laughs> props to you for doing that, bringing yeah. in some big cash in I, Steam Town. I remember and I remember being sore after that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what was your like typical amount of time you took off after your marathons? Was there a couple of weeks? weeks. I usually like to take like two or three weeks off. Uh, just, just entirely. Yeah. Well, I would first week. Okay. <laughs> and okay. then like the second week I'm like, eh, so lift some weights. Mm-hmm. You know, my, I, I think uh, I was doing some yoga classes periodically at the YMCA. I live right downtown from the, right down the road from the Y. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Do some, do some yoga workouts, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. And then after like usually about three weeks or so, then I'd start running again and, you know, a couple of weeks to your legs start feel normal and everything. And, you know, then what races do I want to do? How long do I have? And then you start building up from there. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, that's that for like race recaps. Then um, we can move on. I'll try to wrap this up in like 20 minutes. Um, but, you know, if you had to pinpoint a few things that have gotten you to this point where you're still running pretty strong, uh, coming on almost 46, that's super impressive. Is there anything in particular that has gotten you to this point without having your legs fall off? Um, well, I do, I do like to kind of like map out like little seasons for myself. So, you know, like I might look at those next two races and I'll say like, okay, between now and like Easter weekend, you know, these are, this is the time I'm going to like run and train and, you know, make sure I don't miss any days. I don't, I don't have to kind of thing that aren't planned. And then after that, I take a week or two off, you know, physical rest, mental break, you know, um, you know, you might put off some like home improvement projects and <laughs> things like that. Like, okay, now I got to, you know, give attention to those things. You kind of put your mind away from it for a while. Cause you, you you get physically tired, but then also you get mentally tired, I think too, uh, mm. with it and taking those little periodic breaks, um, helps. I think having times when you're just running to run, you know, mm. that, that's nice too. It's nice to go out and like, okay, I don't have to do so many miles today. If I just want to do five miles, six miles at mm. whatever pace, sure. Let's just do that kind of thing. And now I'm at the age my son's at the age now at the builder level. Now I can like say, Hey Max, let's go for, I can run with him now. Uh, which is, which is different and cool. Mm. Yeah. And, um, the other question I had was, 
Uh, you kind of hit on it a little bit earlier where you were talking about how you were training pretty competitively while teaching and having to wake up at 5 a.m. But, uh, you know, it probably looks a little different now. How, how have you been able to sustain, you know, your work life, your social life and running pretty competitively still, I would say? I mean, you're still yeah. taking it somewhat seriously, it seems. Yeah. Um, how kind of have you managed to do that? What does that look like for you? Um, I, one of the things I, I, like the last year or two, I realized is, uh, less is more. So, so like I, I'm 45 now, I can't train like I was when I was 30. Um, so I've been kind of backing off on the miles now. Um, as I've gotten older, uh, I had a wake up call last year, last February, <clears throat> my doctor was like, Hey, you're in your forties now. We should probably do some blood work and, and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, okay, cool. You can hear me, right? Yeah, yeah, I can. Okay, yeah, the, face, the face is slightly frozen on my end. I wanted to make sure you weren't. You As weren't. is yours. That's okay. okay. Now you're moving. Yeah. So anyway, I got my blood work and it came back and my cholesterol was like 247. And I'm like, oh, that's that's high. And he's like, yeah, that's a little high. And he's like, yeah, you probably haven't been working out as much. You know, it was February. I'm like, no, I've been running quite a bit. Um, <laughs> this isn't good. And he's like, yeah, be genetic, this and that. And then I made the decision after that, like, all right, I'm going to like, figure out what my eating habits are that are not good and try to fix this. And my wife had, had kind of recently right around that time, come out, kind of recommitted herself diet wise. And so I was starting eating a lot more vegetables. Um, I started doing the research like butter and cheese, mm -hmm. uh, sausage. <laughs> and and oh. I made an appointment with a, a dietitian to kind of go over some things and, but I couldn't, I remember I couldn't get in to talk to her till like May, I think, mm -hmm. but I had already had a couple months behind me. And when I met with her, you know, we went back and forth and she told me some things, but I, had, I was already on the right path. I'm like, great. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. And I was feeling better. Like I felt as a distance runner, it's probably offends people want to say this, but I felt less bloated, um, mm -hmm. that sense. And, um, I felt healthier, um, overall. And I did some, I want to say in early May, I did this 5k, but I was in okay shape. I hadn't done any real races and I ran like low 16s pretty much on my own. I'm like, Man. okay, I'm seeing something. And, uh, and I figured, oh, that cholesterol is going away. My heart's probably working better, you know, and I was good all summer. And then in August, I got my blood work checked again, just to see how it would go. <laughs> and my heart, my blood pressure, or excuse me, my, my cholesterol went up to, uh, 248. Oh, <laughs> went up. How did it go up? And he's like, it's my doctor is like, it's genetics, you know, this and that. And he had my, uh, my Chromebook's telling me I'm, I'm low on battery here. So I'm just going to plug in while I'm oh, talking. No but, um, he goes, he goes, I, I looked at the American heart association I, and they have a bunch of numbers they, they use. And you have like a 2% chance of having a heart attack. I'm like, that's pretty good. Oh, that that's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. He said, so I, he said, I could get you on medication. He said, I could probably get that down to a percent, maybe a percentage and a half. He said, but, uh, there's no real point to that yet. Mm. I said, okay. So I, I felt a little better about that, but I like the diet stuff. I, the diet stuff has helped and, uh, yeah, less mileage, you know? Um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I got. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And is it, you know, pretty doable with your lower mileage to, you know, you have plenty of time for your kids, your, and yeah. your wife and your work life. So it's, 
Occasionally you butt heads on those kinds of things, those sort of scheduling things. But, mm. but by and large, I mean, I, I think my wife, if you talk to her honestly, she, you know, she'll tell you like, you know, they'll do anything for the family kind of thing. I, I mean, I had one year when my guys were really young, um, where it was like the only time during the week I was going to get out was at was in the morning. And I think I trained probably four days a week in the morning before school. And I look back now, I'm like, oh my God, I totally wouldn't do that now. But now my guys are older. So I can like, you know, train after school. I'm home. If I go right after school, I'm done by like four, mm. you know, and then I usually wind up cooking dinner anyway. And, you know, my, my, old, my youngest son is at swim practice. Now my wife is going to pick him up right now. I could tell she just left. And, um, but normally like we, we trade off. So like she would drop them off. I will pick them up. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and it, you just, you, you try to trade off. I think, uh, I think spouses of runners that get frustrated probably get frustrated because the, the 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 other spouse does everything and they just kind of you know they do their running and they hang out. And I I couldn't do that. I would feel yeah. terrible if I did mm. that. Yeah, it could definitely be something that consumes your life if you let. Yeah. It. So yeah. I yeah, think yeah, that's yeah. important to keep that in mind. Um, <clears throat> awesome. We'll get into some just kind of less serious questions here, and then I'll let sure. you go. Um, All right. So if you had to pick a favorite workout and, you know, a least favorite workout, what, what would they be? Least favorite and most favorite. Um, okay. So if we're going to go with, I, you know what, I've recently been doing a lot more with drills and I do kind of like, it's kind of a fun little easy day. Cause I will do like a little loop in the neighborhoods, <clears throat> maybe like two and a half miles or so. And then I'll wind up at like Central York middle schools track, you know, the cinder track. Yeah. And yeah. I'll do a, I have about probably like 12 or 14 drills that I go through and just fast twitch stuff, you know, form stuff. And then I run home after that and it's not a hard day, but I feel like I got some sort of quality in there, you know, um, you know, some strength stuff. And I just feel like overall, I, I feel better after that. And I'm not, and I don't feel beat up. Yeah, um, yeah. runs. I don't like, um, that's a good question. Cause I like them all. No, uh, <laughs> um, like, like Maori piece, 400s, like tempos. You know? Yeah. I would think, yeah. Tempo runs right now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hurt now. I used to, I used to do those all the time and now it's like, uh, and I, I'm at yeah. the point now when I do track sessions, I usually, uh, I usually do like a short little, like two, maybe two and a half miles, kind of like tempo and then hit some three hundreds. I'm like, I don't have the patience anymore to go out there for six, seven, eight miles and try to hammer it out. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, you said you have some tools now that you used to not have for recovery. What, what are those tools? What, what do you like to use? I, well, pretty much when I'm training a lot, uh, like I am now, I usually have like a little, maybe like 10 minute or so, uh, yoga routine. Mm. And I go through a lot, a lot of downward dog, a lot of child pose, some lunge, mm you know, formations and, uh, that helps out a lot. And then I'll, you know, either do a little bit of foam rolling. I have some of those, uh, inflatable leg boots that you put on and they, you... Oh, the Normatex. Ooh, those are oh, nice. And mine is the Amazon cheapo version. Oh, so okay. Okay. I was going to say, yeah, the yeah, real ones they... are like a thousand or something. Oh, I know. Those are crazy. Oh, man. So I have the ones that go up to your knee and I will use that on the lower legs. Uh -huh. And then I take them off and I slide them up over my thighs 
and I'll get oh, nice. legs as well. So I like those. That's kind of fun. Uh, yeah. My wife got me a, a, one of those trigger. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. The trigger. Yeah, and it's got all these different heads on it. It's super cool. I got yeah. that for Christmas, but that's what my kids were playing with. You know, all Christmas and Christmas vacation, they're stealing my trigger gun there. And <laughs> yeah, you're going to run the battery low. <laughs> um, I like that. I like the good old stretching strap for the, you know, good yeah. old yeah. a lot of benefits out of that. Uh, I still have a stick. Uh, mm-hmm. I had like an Achilles issue for like a year. It was just kind of like, you know, it was just bugging me, mm-hmm. you know, and I was like constantly rolling. Yeah. Uh, it seemed like all the time um, before that eventually went away, thankfully. Um, but yeah, I, it's, it's kind of whatever, whatever the moment is, I feel like I, I feel like I need it. I always try to do something a little stretching plus, plus something else. Hmm. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, let's go on to uh, a little section where you just kind of say what your preference is one or the other. Okay. Um, so starting off tracker road road. Okay. Um, indoor or outdoor track outdoor. Okay. Cross country or track cross country split shorts or half tights now half tights. T- okay. Okay. I like nice. the half tights. wife doesn't like the half tights, but, uh, <laughs> I get complaints about that from time to time, <laughs> you know, it's 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 a guarantee, you know. People are gonna look at you weird when you wear them. Whatever. They're, <laughs> they they're comfortable look, though. They look weird at you with the with the split shorts too. It, That's it, true. You know, it's just part of the running just, game. You just this you know, is look, just get what we do. This is what we do. <laughs> uh, running hat or no hat? Oh, I wear hats in the more in the summer and well in the winter. Now that I have the the shaved head. Uh, yeah, I never like the winter running hat was never a big thing. And then like, man, once you go short, it's like, it's a must you get yeah. South degrees. Like, yeah, it has to happen. Oh yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, you know, your answer, you're here, uh, but, uh, tempos or speed work. Speed work. I'd rather yeah. do speed. Give okay. me some 300s. Long runs or workouts. Uh, nowadays workouts. I think I'd rather do shorter workouts. Okay. Know. Short In the sweet. past, would it have been? Long it would have been a long run. It would have been a long okay. run. Yeah, let's go okay. out for eighteen. Those yeah. Lake Redmond long runs. Yep, exactly. Um, half marathon or marathon? Half. Okay. Half. Um, five k or half? Five k. Hmm. Right now, five k's. I'm liking the five k's better because I don't have to like. You don't have to like be in super duper shape for it. You don't have to like really yeah. commit to it. You know, you yeah, can be in that's true. shape and go hammer out a 5k, you know, whereas if yeah. half marathon, mm. <laughs> not really, not really. It can um, hurt. Okay. Would you want to, if you eventually do coach, would you want to coach uh, individuals or a team like you did a little bit ago? <sighs> I, I I recently listened to um, uh, Phil Jackson's book Seven Rings. I think it is mm-hmm. uh, good book, and I, and I dig him uh, and his way of doing things. It's, I could see myself doing a team. Uh, I could see myself doing an individual, but if I had to choose, yeah, let's do a team. Yeah. <laughs> that would be yeah. a hell of a challenge. Uh, but yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, uh, conservative racing or front running. Um, 
someone once told me sometimes you got to stick your nose in it. So okay. Um, okay. Um, it should uh, be conservative. Should the smart player is conservative, but you know, if you're competitive, you stick your nose in it. Let's see what happens. I like that. I like that. Uh, <laughs> Sunday or Saturday long runs? Uh, Sunday. Sunday. Okay. Sunday. And then training or racing? Ooh. Well, I train a lot more than I race. I, 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 I kind of, I'm, I'm a, I'm a diehard Las Vegas Raiders fan. So I despise Tom Brady. Uh, he's um, but, uh, I, I respect the guy because I think he respects the process mm. of training and then, you know, having, having, knowing when the time, the peak is yeah. you know, when you're supposed to race. I've never been one of these people that, um, are going to do races every weekend. Not that mm. there's anything wrong with that. Uh, <laughs> Seinfeld quote of the, of the interview. Um, but there, I, I'm not that kind of, I'm not going to go every weekend and try to go here. I'd like, if I yeah. go to race, I'm going there to race. Yeah. Know? Yeah. I, I, I look at a, when I do training and I race, I kind of use more boxing analogies, you know? So if you're going to go into the ring, you know, the track, the, you know, the road race or whatever, it's like, it's not something you can do every weekend. Yeah, I agree. And I, I, I always hated like going into a race, not feeling fit or ready to rip. Yeah. Like, for yeah. me, it's like always got to be feeling really good going into it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But at the same time, though, you can't be afraid of the race. There's that. You can go that way, too. And, I, and I've known some runners over the years that, like, you know, they were injured or whatever. And then, you know, I don't want to race because I'm not feeling right. I'm not feeling mm-hmm. 100% fit. And then, you know, before you know, a year has gone by and you haven't raced. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, know, you got to get out there and do something at some point. I agree. Um, and in terms of you know, number of peak races a year, what would you say is kind of ideal for you? Well, and maybe four, three, four. Okay. What is, like what's that. the length of your blocks usually? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so like a couple months, a few months, two, two to three months, if I'm, especially if okay. I'm starting off from, you know, from nothing. So mm-hmm. um, I usually make, usually something in the early spring, like around now, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a uh, random blizzard um and you know my i usually in my classroom i put up a quote of, quote of the week you know from whoever some famous but my quote this week was like why wasn't this snow why didn't this snowstorm happen on friday and that was my own quote right <laughs> got a good chuckle at that but uh so you something in early spring something later in the spring okay. you know mayish uh yeah. And then, um, you know, then something maybe like in the later, uh, summer and then, then you gotta, you gotta do something in the fall. Cause the weather is just like, mm-hmm. it's just too good not to yeah. race in the fall. And every, and it seems like everybody's fit in the fall. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. That that's it actually. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I really appreciated it. Hopefully I can join you in the Olympic trials qualifier, uh, York County group. Um, <laughs> we'll see, but, uh, yeah, I really appreciate you coming on. Is there any, uh, piece of advice you, you have to give to, uh, someone aspiring to, you know, maybe try to qualify for the Olympic trials? Build your mileage up slowly, you know, um, figure out what your schedules can be that you can do it. And, uh, you know, just incremental, you're, you're very rarely going to get it on the well, unless you're like super talented, you're not going to get on that first try. So it's going to be a little bit, a little bit, pick your race, pick your races. The ones that motivate you Chicago, for whatever dumb reason, Chicago motivated me. Um, 
And I've never visited that city for vacation. I've only ever gone there for the marathon. Oh, okay. or a cross country race. You check out the day. bean along the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you gotta yeah, look at the bean. That's like the one thing they have. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Didn't do any of that. No, no tourist sites. No, nothing. Oh man. Tough. I know. I, I, I have to get back there. At some you got to go back someday for sure. I do. I Chicago's do. fun. It's yeah. Fun and place. actually I, the one, the, one of the last times I stayed in Chicago in college, um, my teammate, we, uh, this is when I was student teaching his, his wife at the time, his dad played for the Chicago bears and was oh, on, man, the, uh, yeah, awesome. we stayed at their house and he was, he was one of Walter Payton's teammates, you know, the 85 bears, both oh, shuffle. He was one of those guys, you know, and he went That's to Penn State, uh, Hartenstein, I think his name was. Uh, so weird, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank All you right, so man. much, Matt. It was great talking to you and yeah, this you know, was hopefully fun. we stay in touch. Yeah. yeah. Hey, anytime you want to get together for a run and you're in New York or whatever. I'd love uh, to. Sounds Let's great. Do it. All right, I'll man. All right. Talk to you. Yeah. Bye. See ya. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed today's chat with Matt. I personally really did. And I felt like I got a good bit out of it and I'm, uh, he really told some funny stories. It was a very enjoyable talk with him. And, um, so if you enjoyed it as much as I did, uh, please do rate the podcast and, you know, let me know how you feel about it. You can, DM me at my Instagram, uh, Jacob Brees Montgomery. Just look up my name. Um, or you can, uh, you know, sub- subscribe to my YouTube channel. Kind of selling out real quick. But I got a YouTube channel as well. If You can also find that by just looking up my name. I uh, have about 61 videos on there from uh, race recaps to training plan overviews to uh, race videos. All of this and more um, on that including a big mac mile actually so go ahead and definitely check out that share it with your friends if you enjoyed and you know pass it around let's let's get these people out there you know people like matt deserve a little bit of fame so let's make it happen guys but uh having said that i'll catch you in the next podcast and uh, stay tuned for more to come got a couple more people lined up so really excited at the prospects of the future of this podcast and i hope you are too all right i'll catch you guys in the next one peace